And we're live. That's how we Actually, start. we're not live. It's not a fucking... <laughs> it's not a live stream. Yeah, we're on the radio. Um, so I'm glad we finally decided to do this because we've been talking about it for going on... A almost, year? Almost, yeah, pretty much a year now at this point. Um, but first and foremost, before we even shot our first episode of this, Penny Pound Ice, um, those beautiful, beautiful angels decided to sponsor our podcast... So we're going to start um, the first episode with Zach uh, making a Mai Tai, and I'm going to make an old-fashioned because why the fuck not? The yep. proper way. The proper way. And I'm going to sit here and enjoy at least one of them. And we have this beautiful, beautiful big fucking cubes. Big-ass cubes. They label it big-ass cubes. They were kind enough to send us two different sizes of the cubes. They have smaller ones for smaller glasses. Sometimes I'll even use these for stirring if I don't have cold draft in my freezer, which is super cool. And then these, obviously, for the, the big boys in the rock glass. And they also sent me some spears for um, for highballs, which is super cool. Who doesn't love a Toki eyeball? And the big, clear balls with a Z. Uh, everything yeah. everything big's better with a Z. And they also sent some pebble ice for awesome cheap stuff. Yes! Just as Zach who doesn't asked. want who doesn't want now I gotta try and get this into this shaker. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not even mine. Oh it's not zero. Zach's. How are we gonna do this? Just give it. Here. A bit more. Here, and then shake it so you can't hear the um, ice anymore. I suppose while these two have this going, we haven't even mentioned who we are oh, yeah. or what our podcast is called, but we're all strangers. We don't know anybody here. Nope. Hell. But for introductions, this is a neat podcast. And with the logo I shake, I that we got this too good. The logo that we got designed for us. There we go. Includes the Glen Cairn for the alcohol side of this, but the name of Neat Podcast just leaves this leaves the podcast open to anything and everything, but with a decent emphasis or more of a strong emphasis on that uh, the whiskey side, the cocktail side, yeah. anything liquor. I mean, there, there's nothing's off the table. I mean, we're all we're all industry. Um, you work in the three tier system. You work um, for a distributor in a in a brewery. Uh, I work in the restaurant bar industry, and we're just kind of like three peas in a pod. You know, we all do a little bit something different, but we all share the same origin. <laughs> yeah, technically, <laughs> we all we all share the same origin uh, in 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 spirits and whiskey. And um, uh, where's that uh, extra rocks glass? But I think that that kind of gives us. Uh, 
a, a great background each all three of us have to to do a podcast like this. It just makes it fun, you know. Hmm. And it looks like both of these are just about ready. Just top it with more ice. It's always like one thing that I dislike, and usually I'm pretty set up well at my house, you know, because I have everything that I need. Um, usually minus ice, which is cool, because now <laughs> we have ice. I put but, that uh, back in that there cold box. But it's always not functional to um, to bartend out of a house or make cocktails at home unless you have everything you need. You know what I mean? It's like working at a bar. But uh, yeah, good, why, good ice and good bar tools. I mean, that's why yeah. RTD stuff got so popular because nobody oh, yeah. knows where to get anything quality. Right. Mm-hmm. RTD. So I just want to touch on RTD too because it's one of those things that <clears throat> coming from the the cocktail side and actually before we even go any further, let's just shout out Penny Pound again just because they've been servicing the bars and restaurants in uh, in SoCal for for years and they've um, pretty much. As, as long as I've been working in Los Angeles as a bartender, they've been uh, supplying us with uh, ice and um, upping our, our cocktail and guest experience on that side of things. So, so it's super cool to have this uh, them support us and sponsor our podcast. Yeah, something all just through chance. Yeah, right. And I will say, I will tell a story. So you guys, I, I sent you guys a post, but Overheard LA. So it's like that, it's like that, and they have one for every like big metro city. They have one for Austin and New York and stuff like that. But they have a. Uh, it's pretty much just people overhearing hilarious and funny conversations, and they'll send them in anonymously and repost them. Um, and one of them was a is a reel. Instagram's big on reels now. Uh, and it was a grocer. I forget the name of the grocer, but they did. It was it was a reel of someone opening a, a cooler door or freezer and like pulling out a bag of the the rocks but they're like $24 so I, I think that the the grocer was overcharging for it a little bit because uh, I can go I can go to like fancy free liquor in Burbank on Magnolia and get a bag of rocks for like eight nine bucks so so cheap and then they went viral on that because obviously it's like they wrote $24 on the reel for a bag of ice and everyone just fucking lit them up but uh, no one tagged Penny Pound, and I was like, dude, let's support Penny Pound. Like, obviously, let's support our small businesses here. Let's not just, you know, throw up a reel and with this big platform, like, you got to support local business. Uh, and it, they pinned, Overheard LA pinned the comment. So everyone that clicked on the comments saw that post first, or saw that co- my comment first. And then Penny Pound reached out, and we started talking. And now here we are. Got delicious Penny Pound ice. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Pebble Ice, so you don't, if you want to make a quality tea drink where, you know, you're either using crushed ice or Pebble Ice, right. you don't have to go to Chick-fil-A and like, hey, can I have like two large drink cups, just yeah. ice? Or <laughs> Sonic does sell bags of their Pebble Ice, but, but this is Los Sonic? Angeles. The closest Sonic is in Lancaster or Santa Ana, so you're driving two hours oh, either God. way. I thought the closest one was in Vegas. No. They only put them in places like Tehachapi, Bakersfield, just Dude. nowhere near us. Oh, yes. well, the, uh, here's the first. Here's the first hot take of this podcast. <laughs> the, the food at Sonic is Slapper. garbage. Fuck you. Here we go. I this is this like I can't tell you how many times I've been in the middle of a conversation with Zach on or we still haven't said names. Zach, Josh, Grayson. I'm Grayson. In which 
<laughs> I've been in the middle of God knows how many conversations with Zach on one side talking defending some style of french fry burger fast food something and the other person being completely against zach and man's got his opinions <laughs> they're fine opinions i just i'm the one that's constantly it, sitting in the middle of the conversation just recording and enjoying the chaos that unfolds as we decide whether we like uh like like flat tops or if you like charbroiled or if you like curly if you like strain yeah a real burger especially a california style burger is cooked on a flat top flat top griddle as a drive-in style burger. I want a Martin's potato roll. I want a beef brisket, bacon chuck blend. Thank you. I want American cheese. I want a little special sauce. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, do we have another Roxley? You said you brought four? I got... Ooh. I'll just make you one. I got, yeah. I was going to... So I forgot to bring my cigar ashtray because I'm going to burn one in a minute. So I was going to use the extra one for... Yeah, go for it. You mean to grab it first? Yeah. And I don't know it the the camera's painting on the two whiskeys, so they people people on the whiskey side of things know what we're about to do. We'll we'll get there. Don't get you sit 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 in your seat. Sit down. <laughs> sit down and enjoy. And uh we'll, while we'll, I uh built this one from scratch again. <coughs> uh because I said we talked about building a old fashioned or a Mai Tai the proper way. Because a lot of people go to a, my, a place and they order Mai Tai, like, say, like, uh, an Islands. And you end up with a, with a Mai Tai, with a Marriott Mai Tai with orange juice and pineapple juice and all kind of fucking garbage in there. The only fruit juice that goes in a Mai Tai is lime juice. <laughs> so. I was there yeah, when I think we saw, I think it's the Captain Morgan RTD Mai Tai. Oh, good and Lord. as soon as he saw that and uh, was putting that one to the shelf, he immediately slammed a bottle in front of me to show me what is this? What is this absolute sacrilege? Emotional damage. Very much so. Yeah. I was offended too deeply to my core. So you start with a half ounce of Orgot. And this is like, Tiki's not my background. You know, I just dabble in Tiki. Lime. What's your Mai Tai spec? Very, very thick, rich, rich, simple syrup. Two to one rather than one to one. Oh, that's three C's. She yeah, thick, thick. Look at them bubbles. It's like fucking maple syrup. Yeah, Grayson with some very extensive yeah, uh, I may cocktail I could have put a little bit more water in there, but whatever. A lot of bartending, a lot of cocktail experience. Zach with a real uh, love and passion towards tiki cocktails. And beer, but that... And beer. A, well, you, we, you guys are both beer nerds. Yeah, we'll get so. into beer another time, but... I mean, we're all beer nerds. You guys are down and, the rabbit hole. And me, I, I know how to make my old fashions. I like any cocktail I'm given, but as of lately, all I try and do, I'm trying to be super experimental with uh, cocktails myself. But. Yeah. So what I was going to touch... So when we... Uh, so we, you guys know I have a trip to... Um, amazing, right? Yeah. If I can't, look, I've been doing this shit for seven or eight years. If if I can't make a good old fashioned, you should fire me. Just, I'll go work at Verizon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because some lady like found my Indeed on resume or found my my resume on Indeed. Wow, words are fucking hard. And uh, cold called me, and then sent me a text about a sales rep job at Verizon. She's like, yeah, I had a chance to review your resume. And I was like, what? 
Yes, I am. Well, you, with all this bartending experience, I am absolutely your ideal uh, Verizon candidate. Yeah, I forgot there was telecommunications on my resume. <laughs> she should have seen. Ignore me. this. Ignore this. Telecommunications. <laughs> all right. But uh. That, that ice again. That good stuff. But um. So. Penny pound ice. Penny pound ice. Penny pound ice. But yeah, if, if tiki is not tiki is not my uh, my forte. I do like one of my favorite cocktails of all time is a jungle bird. Um, what oh what I was saying was, um, we're going to Puerto Rico in in March in, in a month and a half I think or maybe less I don't know. When is March? About a month and a half, mm-hmm. month and a couple weeks. Um, there's a bar in in Old Town San Juan called. Um, La Factoria. There it is. There it is. And uh, they have another cocktail bar that they're, I guess their bar group coined in San Juan called Jungle Bird. So they do a, a traditional pina colada, but they do tapache uh, as the base. You know what tapache is? Presumably some sort of local spirit. It is a fermin- fermented pineapple. Okay. So, yeah, yeah go for it. And uh, that it's I was looking at fuck Yelp, but I was looking at their Yelp uh, reviews and, and stuff because it's it's obviously it's all pulled there. They won't let you look at any more on Google. Um, and everyone raves about that cocktail, and I just want to try it. I love tapache. Any time that I've ever had it, I think the first time I had it was in LA. You know, and you look at. I think Los Angeles has coined um, many, many things. Los Angeles is pretty much the started the tiki boom. I think Zach can talk a lot about more about that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's just so many things that you can get in the city. This, this is why I moved to Los Angeles because you can eat and drink around the world in Thank ten you miles. Zach. You know, you can experience the most amazing cocktail programs in the world. You can get all the flavor. Have a drink. Cheers, dude. Cheers, boys. Um, and as you always should, tap your table, tap your counter, tap the bar. Tap, tap. I was trying to get a hold of Malort so I could pour you guys a mystery shot and make you shoot Malort. <laughs> See, you really wouldn't succeed with that being... Uh, well, if you smell it, if you've had it, you'd know exactly yeah, what my, it is. Yeah, so my... I'm born and raised in L.A., but my family, my grandparents moved from Chicago... I have family there. I've been there. I've had Malort multiple times. It is not something you forget once you've had it once. Yeah. It is, along with like Baiju, like Mao Tai, it is one of the most heinous liquors on this planet. It is wrong. Which is why we need to try it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you, if you go watch um, the Bourbon Junkies, so Dan and Sean do this thing uh, weekly, so they do... I think they run it monthly. The poor guesses? Yeah, the poor yeah, guesses. So monthly, and then it's yeah, there's yeah. a winner loser at the end of the month. For sure. So they'll do, like, uh, for the month, they'll do, uh, was it one one a week or some shit? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, one or two a week, I one think. One or two a week. So they'll do um, one, of, one of their spouses, I don't know which one it is, will randomly pick a bottle off their back bar. And they have the big backlog. That's what fucks them. You know what I mean? They have a ton of bottles. Um, 
and they'll pour them a blind pour and they'll have to guess it by price proof distillery cost and i think if it's finished or not and if it's a rye or a bourbon or if it's american malt if it, whatever it is they have to guess the type and they get different amount of points like one some some answers some correct answers are one point some are half points you know because some are just easier than others you know what i mean mm-hmm. like is it a rye yeah it tastes like a menthol freaking tree in my mouth <laughs> yeah this is will it for you cool um they get a half point for that but um it's uh i, I kind of want to do something like that too because it's fun to blind whiskey and it also shows value where your eyes don't see dollars if you're looking at a label you know what i mean and uh backtrack a little bit just because it's fun for me because uh, my educational background is in history so tiki did pretty much start in la with uh don don beach don the beachcomber in uh hollywood uh, Don Beach's real name being Ernest Raymond Beaumont Gant, yeah, because that. everybody from the 30s and 40s has to have 12 names. Yep. Uh, and uh, up in Oakland around the same time, Victor Bergeron uh, opened a bar called Hinky Dinks. Didn't really do well, and then he um, came down to L.A., went to Don the Beachcomber, and was like, this is really popular, this is really cool. Went back up rebranded his bar as Trader Vic's mm. Trader Victor Bergeron um, and basically everybody that knows Tiki basically uh, considers them the, the godfathers uh, of the Tiki movement I mean every cock, almost every cocktail in the Tiki world you can think of usually they're behind it stem from Don and Vic's bar at some point like, yeah it's... the Mai Tai is Trader Vic and there's even allegedly so that that is a big thing so so much secrecy back so the mai tai the mai tai started at trader vicks but don beach said uh no it's not uh, it's not his i created it but he didn't in like all of the back and forth like in their books don didn't say uh he that trader vic stole uh the mai tai swizzle which is what was originally on his uh, menu, he said he stole the QB Cooler, which is a different key, t- super niche tiki cocktail um, that surprisingly does taste like a Mai Tai, but the ingredients list is super different. So it, it would take a massive amount of like reverse engineering to create the same prof- flavor profile by just guessing ingredients. Yeah, and it, well, this is the big thing that like the classic cocktail um, books, you know. You you have the you have the the famous late greats from the you know the late eighteen hundreds and the early nineteen hundreds, and the terminology was so, um, so not modern. So now we have you know ounces and, and milliliters if you're in Europe or or not America, I guess. Um, there there's been so many people that try to recreate these classic recipes. They may not be perfect, you know, like the the prohibition cocktails i mean they're using bathtub gin and shitty ingredients like yeah it's not gonna taste the same i mean arguably it might taste better but anyway um there's so many things and that goes with tiki too like those all those old recipes lost in translation man yeah especially with the amounts and the prep yeah like and and things like dawn's mix and stuff like that Uh, we know what that is now yeah like because i've got like amazing amazing guys like 
Beach Bum Berry, Jeff Berry. Yep. Um, and then um, just to tie in the, the rum that I use for this, uh, um, Martin Kate, Smuggler's Cove, False Idol, um, one of the you know modern proprietors of, of Tiki. Uh, this is what he uses for the Mai Tais at his bars. It's 80-20 Jamaican uh, Martinique because you get that you get that you get that funk and you also get that grassy earthy note that mm-hmm. I touched on when it when right out right out of the gate I just smelled that that grass and I was like dude this is it's spelled R R H U M like a Martinique <laughs> rum but it's uh yeah so if if, if anybody is looking such. to make a mai tai and you don't want to make your own like poor man's Ray and nephew seventeen <laughs> or uh, or you know blend uh, you know basically an ounce each of jamaican and and uh martinique denizen eight is phenomenal stuff like for for tiki i mean even if you like to sip rum what is it 40 bucks 30 yeah, yeah 29.99 this is it's perfect this is phenomenal stuff and, and denizen does a few others they do a three-year for something a little lighter that's a different blend um and then they do a uh a fuller proof one i don't know if it's a Overproof. I don't know if it's 151 mm. um, off the top of my head. Because what Smith and Cross and Ray and Nephew are the the two one unaged, one aged. Yeah, I mean, typically, I mean, most people that are in in tiki that are making tiki drinks, they're buying they're buying Denizen, uh, they're buying Appleton, or I mean, the b- brand that so many people trust is uh, Hamilton. I mean, Ed oh, Hamilton yeah. is is a master with rum. Um, whether it's pot still, overproof, uh, I mean, one of my favorite bottles in general of spirit that I have, whether it's whiskey, whatever, is a Hamilton 151, uh, false idol blend that they make for Martin Kate's false idol in San Diego. Do they sell it at the bar? They sell it at Mission Liquor here in Southern California. I bought it in Sherman Oaks, $45. Well, that's the one right by my house. (laughs) Uh, I, I do want to say that it's funny that we got into this because um, one of the guys that one of the founders of, of Penny Pound um, he does Tiki Takeover in Los Angeles so they pop up at different bars we're going to have to go pay him a visit he can, he can, pay, a, he can pay us a visit on the podcast first guest <laughs> yeah dude let's do it uh, there's been a handful of people who'd be like yo dude let me, let, me, let me come on and you know talk about this and that I'm like no who are you? Maybe. Really really Who are you? Three mics and only two of them are currently working right now. <laughs> as yeah, we, work, as we work so in progress. Work in progress. You for can sure. you can sit behind us with a whiteboard and write down what you want to say. <laughs> we'll just transcribe it through the mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's it, the the tiki the, even even so the tiki concept in Los Angeles is so cool because you still have the old guys doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shut your eye holes. Okay, so one thing that we're going to get into a topic of conversation at some point is whether you go for you go for single barrels, you go for small batch, you go for your blends, you go for whatever. Um, decide to get Grayson a bottle of which we will absolutely be talking about these guys whether today or another God time. Damn it, Stellum Craft Spirits, which is essentially can I turn, can I turn around. No, you can turn around. Dicks. Yeah, you, you gonna pour around. something blind? Turn yeah. around. Around just die, still am right. Yes, yeah, he picked up this uh pick from Total Wine, and I can't wait to talk about Stellum just because of how 
right from the get-go, they have been such an incredible brand for barrel craft spirits finally now having their first consistent bottling, but... Oh, yeah, because people know. were like, is this for me? Yes. Yeah. For real? Well, don't open it yet, because I still have to... I have to wax it. Damn, I was going to... You're going to wax it? Yeah. I was going to... Don't open it. it. All right, cool. Well, turn the bottle around. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Is this a picture of me? Yeah. That's a photo of Grayson watching his car get towed. <laughs> How are you going to pay for that stag now, buddy? <laughs> Who made this? I made that. You made the label? I made the label. I love how you put a smoke wagon logo on my fucking jacket. <laughs> and I gave you a, uh, I gave you a Buffalo Trace hat. Oh my god! So I'm gonna say Why this. Why you put Pappy Twenty Three in a Yeti cooler? <laughs> I'm gonna make this story as fast as possible. Um, I'm crying, dude. Grace, Grayson, um, <laughs> one night when leaving work, he oh, was. Work. I was going to ERB in the Air District to get a beer and a burger. On a Sunday night. And unfortunately, <laughs> was uh, at the wrong place at the wrong time after getting a rear-ended pulls over and gets uh, maced and robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> and so I go ahead and help him save his car, which we were hoping was still there when we got there. Yeah. And I managed to get a photo and uh, made just an absolute shit post of a photo of... That I... I will never forget that. That's for fucking ridiculous. Barrel Stellum. It's got Danny DeVito in the sun. It's got Paul Blart. You did the you did the Teletubbies Danny DeVito. Teletubbies Photoshop. Danny DeVito Photoshop. It's got uh, Paul Blart asking him how he's going to pay for a bottle of uh, George T. Stag, which, which uh, I still have to buy for a fucking wedding gift. What do we got? We got single barrel Willet, Pappy Twenty Three, and a William Larue Weller inside of a Yeti cooler. Um. And Danny DeVito is actually even promoting Stellum by saying, "Buy Stellum Spirits. I won't ask again." And because this was coming out of our mouths, like I think every couple minutes when we were hanging out at Grayson's, I think shortly after this incident, uh, Bing, Bing Bong, fuck your life. Bing Bong, fuck your life. <laughs> I'll be in the well, just like six tickets deep, and I'll just start blurting it out. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we'll we'll put a on our on the uh, podcast Instagram. Dude, we'll put a picture that's of that uh, fucking insane. of that special single barrel life because one of the uh, things that I missed out buying was uh, you're gonna wax dip it like a fucking okay. I have gold wax beads oh that I am gonna give this a girthy wax top. <laughs> as long as it's not like a Knob Creek bottle, we'll be good. No, it's gonna, it's gonna look like the end of a hockey stick. It's, it's just gonna, gonna be, be worse, dude. Thank you guys. Seriously, that's that's <laughs> fucking great. I know. How long? How long did you guys plan that for? We've been uh, sitting on this for like a month. No shit. And I, I attempted to. Uh, I attempted to do the wax. I think two weekends ago, maybe. Doesn't look like it. And it doesn't look like it because I we burned the wax. I didn't burn. Well, kind of did. Did it start bubbling and smoking? Being the idiot that I was, or. I didn't know exactly how to go about doing this. You heat it up to where it liquefies. So that's what I, and it I was dry doing. Immediately. I was heating up the wax inside of a. had that inside of a mason jar and had the mason jar inside a pot of boiling water and it wasn't getting anywhere near close to melting. So we decided to then go ahead and put the wax inside of a. Call maker. The microwave. Room. And uh, 
Next thing you know, we had a volcano of uh, golden sparkly wax just shooting out everywhere into the microwave and uh, making an absolute mess. I so just, I need to find a metal tin that I, I can actually melt the wax beads in over direct heat. I also want to say thank you for like taking your time out of your day off to like help me out with that situation because let's be honest, LA ain't safe. Shit's going down all the time. <laughs> People getting robbed and shit. Like, and, and granted, like, yeah, I worked downtown for years, but you give the, the you know, COVID-19, the pandemic, like, people, it got worse for a lot of people, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and we, we didn't hear from him for a day or two, and then like, all of a sudden... F- where's Grayson? I haven't heard from we, Grayson. We sent something in the morning, and then I reach out to Zach, like, so, yeah, full do, you t- do you think he's all right? And then all of a sudden, one very lengthy message, yeah, I got robbed. <laughs> Fool took my phone, my car keys, uh... My cool ass jean jacket that I've had for years. Fuck that guy. If oh, I could get anything back, he took that jean jacket with the patches. My, yeah, with my Damn. old school course patch on the back that my ex girlfriend hated so much. <laughs> so if we find this guy somewhere, I hope you're sleep, happy. Somewhere sleeping on the streets of LA, it's fists on site. It's fist on site. If I see that jacket anywhere, I'm I'm breaking <laughs> knees. It's I'm, I'm kneecap breaking. And then um, give it a good thorough wash. But dude, if you don't have spare keys for your car, you're fucked. Like if you have to reprogram a key to your car, it cost me with the tow from the Arts District to NoHo, it was almost two hundred dollars. And then <laughs> to to do a master reprogram on a twenty twelve Corolla, it was seven hundred and some change. So, so it was almost eight hundred dollars. Get a spare key and invest in AAA kids. I left my spare key in South Carolina when I moved back the second time, and uh, so yeah. Now I only you li- you live and you learn. So I'll, I'll say that. Um, don't get robbed. Carry a gun. Just kidding. Don't do that. And if you have to pull over after getting rear-ended in the middle Dude. of the night in a sketchy area, make sure you pull over. Near people and yeah. under a working streetlight. Like, so, backstory, dude, like, rear-ended me at a red light as I was changing the song on my phone, looking down. And me being the, the South Carolina Southern person I am, I'm, like, super trusting people. Random strangers. Pull over to the right, see him pull over behind me. Bad idea. It was very Horrible nefarious. Idea. Nefarious. But, uh, so, yeah, that's... That's the probably the. It's only January, but that made my entire year. <laughs> That's probably the greatest thing, ever. I don't even know if I want to open that bottle. Yeah, especially when it's one I, of a when kind. I get that thick layer of wax on it, we might never be able to open it. <laughs> we, it, it might, might be, be impossible. We we'll yeah, have to I mean, saw off the fucking neck. We were uh, we were inspired by uh, what other people have done <clears throat> with their Stellum single barrels. Uh, I didn't think I didn't take you guys for a tater label duo but here we are even though that's that's the great well well i mean i've the greatest tater level i've ever seen was on a stellum single barrel bourbon it was mullets what about the ones i sent you guys last night from the uh, los angeles whiskey guild you're not beating the mullets label yeah the the mullets pretty good yeah stellum backwards if you can uh take a look at the uh the word stellum rearrange those letters from back to front mullets mullets (laughs) <laughs> and it was all Somebody of the greatest mullets from the 80s. That's great. 
Who had the best mullet in the 80s, though? Be honest. Ooh, you'd have to break that down into categories. <laughs> categories of what? Athletes, actors. Hockey players? Yeah. Because, I mean, just in hockey players, you got Yarmir Yagi, you got Luke Robitaille, you got Wayne Gretzky, you got... Uh... This can keep going. This list won't stop. Yeah. Okay. Hockey is the sport of mullets. Hockey is the sport of Zach. This is not incorrect. I should have told you to bring your torch because I knew it was going to be windy. Uh, it's in my backpack. Is it? Yeah. Can I have it? Yeah. Go grab it. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Uh, the front. Uh, very front pouch. Where is the backpack at? Uh, should be on the chair just in there. Yeah, well, Grayson goes and figures that out. We're going to pour him the world's greatest blind. <laughs> yeah, we can start that. Um, so what we've got going on here, we we love everything and anything. We, when it comes to, we'll drink bourbon, we like to taste scotch, we'll taste rye, we'll taste single malts, we'll taste anything. But... When it comes to, say, bourbon, we aren't so crazy like some people are with only going after those crazy, sought-after, rare, allocated whiskeys. And with, for those that don't know, your allocated whiskeys, there are those ones they, they can either get produced all the time, kind of like Blanton's, which, from Buffalo Trace, being one of the most popular bourbons in the world, if not the most popular bourbon there is, and the most recognizable, the one that looks like a glass soccer ball and with the little golden, brass, bronze, copper horse on the top. Then then you get your ones, like your random ones, where annual releases, kind of like one of the bottles that we have here on the, the tabletop here, Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. Are we, are we getting into the, to the pair? I love, also, can I, can I just say, I love how there's a pack of Lucky Strikes in your backpack. I almost took one. <laughs> like, actual Lucky Strikes. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I'm a big cigar guy like Grayson. Um, but occasionally for something a little, little zippier. Uh, pretty much only Lucky Strikes. And that goes back to my uh, history uh, background being Lucky Strikes being, like, you know, the cigarette of the... Of the K ration stuff. Yeah, you can't really see the flame on it. It's a really crappy thing. Jesus. Yeah, yeah let me see it. If it's even all the way up. Is it twist on the bottom? The bird? Yeah. We're figuring it out. But back to what I Figured was saying. It. Well, they get that Figured going. It. You have annual, once a year releases, like Old Forster birthday bourbon, in which obviously there's a special side to bottles like that as they only come out once a year and it's fun to collect them as here's the 2021 vintage here's the 2020 2019 do verticals do uh do blinds see which one you like the most of the same bottle but then when you have same. bottles like these like old forester 1910 which is their old fine whiskey which did go mia for a little while finally returned yeah, well a lot of people were on 1920 for a minute People were... Because that, that 115 proof. Yeah, people were all over 1920, and I think it was probably on a Bourbon News on Instagram that I think, I forget how long ago, I see the post saying, 1910, finally coming back. And so to have a whiskey like this, which we all think is phenomenal... Oh, by the way, guys, 
the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. You didn't hear it here first because this is like delayed by like a couple days, but whatever. Go <laughs> world, baby. As we're probably checking on the score right now. Um, but to have bottles like 1910 so regularly available on the shelf now, unless you're uh, someone like with power and influence like Fred Minnick, who if he says... For instance, Barrel Seagrass is my second favorite whiskey of the year. You go to your local liquor store, that bottle's gone. That bottle is off the shelf. But we have two Glens, one with 1910 and one with Old Forster birthday bourbon. So to see just what exactly we think of it. But cigars are ready. Cigars good. We're good. Also, they are poured. Also. I went to, to I, I was testing this theory earlier because I was like, oh, I gotta go to Total for a cigar because I forgot to bring one for my house, and I was like, oh, let me let me go over to check the rye. Not a seagrass in sight. Shocking. Oh, it's actually out now. It's gone. Oh yeah. Toast, Toast Malone. Yeah, I think Wolf it's Toast still. Malone. I think it's still over at a uh, Thousand Oaks, but. You know what's not fair? <clears throat> I know we're not blinding, but. The sheer well, color difference alone. <laughs> well, you don't know which is which. It's like pancake syrup and fucking, like, orange soda. You don't know which is which. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. the Just greatest. Go to blind. left. Go left to right, and then right to left, and then tell me which you think is better and which you think is which. I can do that. I'm pretty good at that. Uh, I also think that. You know, the the also we we touched on this before we even came out here to set up. Like the proof is this almost. It's like four and a half, right? Yeah, you got ninety three on the nineteen ten, and then the birthday, this year's birthday, which is what twenty twenty. So that's actually yeah, that's the twenty twenty. And this birthday. one is so, at ninety eight. Okay, so there's so. five five proof difference. So arguably... And age statement difference, too. He's got, I think, 10 years on the birthday bourbon for 2020. Some people... Okay, so obviously, if you're a bourbon guy, like you you know the, the birthday bourbon release is one of the most anticipated ones of the year. Normally come in bonded, a little less, hunter proof, a little less, usually a little less. Um, dude, I mean, they're some of the most delicate and most intricate and complex noses, but... I would say six out of ten times, and this is not every year, but I've had four or five of the releases in the last like six years, and it all is beautiful on the front, does not transcribe to the palate. I don't know what the problem is, but I love Brown Foreman. Listen, I'm a Brown Foreman fanboy. I know you guys are too. We love Brown Foreman products. Yeah, Buffalo, you know? uh, uh, Old Forester has always been extremely solid, and now the fact that Jack Daniels is picking it up with really nice special releases is that the one from the right first this is my left that was the one so I'm pretty sure left. I know which one he's sipping on mm-hmm. me too yep it's rich and honeyed and it's like burnt caramel it's 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 almost confectionery too on the nose mm-hmm. it's like good good breakfast fucking syrup like, you're at a Holiday Inn on vacation with your parents in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> now Grace is just getting sucked back to his childhood. Oh, man. 
Isn't that what whiskey and, and, and cocktails are supposed to invoke, especially food? God, yeah. even the proof and heat, it just... You can get right in there. It's nothing. It's yeah. Nothing strong. Nothing. It's, it's not going to singe the nostrils. All things that are good. But yeah, no. That confectionery side, that richer, sweeter, decadent side without being a, like, sugar bomb. God, that is good. So that was your left. Even though you moved the one, the right one over to the left now. Oh, <laughs> God, that's... It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. If I was going to drink anything under 100 proof, this, I would prefer it to be this. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you, you, so you tasted it? Yeah. The 1910. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah that is. So, so that mash. is, since the, since visuals alone murdered this blind. Uh, if you blindfolded me, that's the only way this could have been done completely towards a scientific method. Yeah. Yeah, that's so this is this is this is turned basically just into a side by side now. Mm-hmm. It's a side by side between two pretty damn good whiskeys. <clears throat> so now that he's he's tasted the nineteen ten, he will uh <laughs> So you guys have already done this. So yes. you you know. Did did you guys blind it completely or did you just No, he brought over a bottle of uh nineteen ten as soon as he got off work and cracked that thing open and just to our can surprised how wonderful of a bottle that was and then hey let's try this against old Forster birthday bourbon all right and i've had this birthday this this has been a while since we had it at kyle's house um we didn't have it we had it extremely extremely hammered <laughs> i was totally fine yeah you didn't yeah i was pounding smoke wagon yes <laughs> 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 that was rough it was, it was to the point where, like, when, once we got up to, to the rooftop at Kyle's, he was like, you guys want to smoke a cigar? I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, uh, at this point, you know, like, we, we had, I think me and you, when we left your apartment, we brought over, like, brought a over of whiskey. Like, brought, like, Ancient Age, Smoke Wagon, um, Blanton's, uh, we brought over the fucking Thomas H., uh, the more, Thomas S. Moore, Chardonnay yeah, the Chardonnay, that, which is another phenomenal bourbon. People sleep on on that release, specifically the port and the cab finish. But the Chardonnay cask is fucking great. Uh, fight me. So on the just fucking birthday bourbon. So twenty twenty birthday bourbon. The twenty twenty birthday bourbon. It's not. It's the ten year, not the twelve year, right? Yeah, ten year. Okay. Because the twenty twenty one is the it's twelve year. Uh, I think last year's was 12 year. It's either 11 or 12. You know, 2021, I think, is the 11 or 12. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a hell of a lot more delicate. So soft. Yeah, grape soda. And a little more grape soda, and then I think more forward on that classic Old Forester kind of oh, cherry yeah. profile. Yeah, so it's not medicinal cherry, but it's like smooth, balanced cherry. You know, it's, not, syrup. it's not cherry syrup. <laughs> it's not... So, okay, so... Remember when we did the side-by-sides with the Old Forester uh, Barrel Proof? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had the Master Distiller Select. You had El Cerrito's pick. And mine was just a fucking cherry bomb. Like a Hiroshima cherry bomb. And uh, it's like that, but it's not, it's so dialed back and just pleasant. You know what I mean? It's pleasant cherry. Mm-hmm. And I normally hate cherry. 
Yeah, it's not your kind of almost uh, medicinal, almost like Flintstone gummy dickle kind of. Uh, oh, yeah, I, you know, I was a total, and I was like, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna buy dickle eight year. It's and supposed to the dickle eight year is weirdly fun. supposed to be fucking good. Yeah, and I'd love to try the dickle bourbon and see what that's all about. But like the the thirteen year old bonded dickle bourbon I have is good. Grape soda, touch of cherry, little play doh. But it's balanced. It's it's pleasant. It's smooth. It, I'm not mad about anything that I'm getting on the nose. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's such a, a pleasantry. And which would you rather drink? Well, I haven't drank this yet. Mm. I mean, I have, but it's been a while. <laughs> Whereas with the 1910, I'm still getting that kind of fresh maple bar, both the, the frosting and the dough of the of the donut, and brownie batter straight off of the uh, the mixer. Licking that spoon clean, or that beater clean. I'm about to say something so controversial. And this is what we want to hear, because we it's, what we're, all so it's what we're all thinking. But we need to say it. <laughs> can we can we go ahead and just just tell people that don't know? Uh, if you're a whiskey if you're a whiskey connoisseur and you're listening to this podcast, and you're familiar with the secondary, you have some sort of an idea. I knew that was going to happen. Rip that cigar. Ugh. What's the difference between the secondary pricing on the birthday bourbon versus the 1910? I don't even think 1910 has a secondary mm, pricing. Mm. It's secondary versus the 1910 retail. Oh, about like $1,250. That's you're the, looking okay. getting, like, what, minimum I, I'm 800 eight, if you can? Eight, 900 I haven't seen it that cheap in a long time. It depends on the year. This changing crazy market. The, the last okay. time I saw, there's a there's an account on on Instagram that that graphs uh, the secondary pricing and how it moves through the months. I think he did a post on that. If I'm not mistaken, I'll send it to you guys. It looks like it's fluctuating. It's trending downward. For birthday but bourbon. still fucking ridiculous. It's still way too much money. Yeah, the, what, la- the last know. time I saw birthday bourbon at a at a liquor store, they wanted thirteen hundred dollars for it. A hundred dollars for every year. My and rule, it's madness. My rule, depending on the bottle, and this is usually true for if I if I can justify it. It's like Terry Crews in the back of my head, and everybody hates Chris. Ten dollars per year. And even then, I'll even have my exceptions to where I won't, I won't do it. I'll, I'll go lower, you know, because mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah, the, and, and that's retail. Yeah, the nineteen ten is like fifty six dollars. Absolutely cool. not fair. Yeah, for, for how good it is. And you can find it pretty much everywhere. You can find it anywhere. Yeah, you know their whis- their entire whiskey <clears throat> row series is so obtainable, except for maybe the the eighteen seventy batch. You, some, yeah, you see it most places, but not everywhere. The 1910, the 1920, uh, you, you pretty much see it everywhere. Hmm. Dude, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, no, and if this you... This cooler actually has, like, a little... Well, not, I'm not mad about that. I'm just going to rock it like that. But... You know, I mean, and most of the time on the shelf, you'll see 1910 is typically the one that's missing... If this usually is the sells out first. Bourbon, which I know it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, fuck this. I'd go on secondary and sell that by the ounce. Get your <laughs> money back. 
If you're looking for a quick flip, yeah. But for a decent, just well-rounded pour, yeah. But, but we love experiencing whiskeys and figuring this shit out for ourselves. Because what's what's the fun in whiskey if you can't taste things and figure out what you like and don't like? That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. It's not the hunt. I mean, the hunt's fun. Not to a tater-esque kind of degree, but you know. Yeah, what I mean. like hunting and just hopping in the car and speeding off to every single Costco to go find every bottle of Old Forester birthday bourbon <laughs> you can just to find something that comes together very well, but how different it is, or how different is it from anything else that you can just readily get on the shelf? I, I had a customer who, God knows how long ago this was, he comes in, he's just looking for the special bottles, the, the allocated bottles, the ones mm. that you can't find, and he's telling me, hey, do you have Blanton's? Do you have this bottle? Do you have that bottle? No, Dirty but blends. I can show you this, and I even showed him Old Forester 1910. It was right around the time that Old Forester 1910 came back, and I told him, this is a wonderful bottle. It's been gone for a couple years, but for such a great pour at a good price, absolutely go for it and he said nah not a uh, not good enough do you have the old forester birthday bourbon he asked me for that next it's like sir this is a wendy's <laughs> and uh, it, you get you come across that person and even if you do have those things you're i'm not gonna tell them that we have them well yeah because they're also in it just for the straight up chase and just because it's harder to find yeah yeah well, no go, go they're also yeah, wildly go out of touch with the market and reality if they think that a random total wine on a tuesday is going to have a birthday bourbon laying around for sale like that's just lottery dog there's yeah, no I way mean, i mean i guess like because we've kind of beaten around the bush like we all the three of us met working at a uh, at a total wine and right the, and the the many 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 stories that that entails that we will eventually get to um but i had one can of the stories tell, I love. Can we tell a so-and-so story? A so-and-so? It starts with an R. Yeah, eventually. Okay. Uh, okay. I had a... Uh, I was hanging around the whiskey aisle on a, on a slow day, and I had this old married couple come in, and they're like, they're like, yeah, we're looking for bourbon. I was like, well, you're in the right place. You're talking to the right guy. And he's like, yeah, we saw this thing on the news. And I was like... All right, this is about to go downhill real quick, I think. And they're like, yeah, it was on CBS. It was like a special report about this stuff called um, Gr Grampy, Gr Gr Pappy, yeah, pa Papa, Pappy. And I was like, Pappy Van Winkle. And they're like, yeah, that's it. And I was like, like, do you have that? And I was like, no. Or no, you're just so lucky that you happen to come today. Let's go check the back. Well, I, they, I mean, you could tell that they had absolutely no idea yeah, yeah it's it's like your but, annual like GQ or uh, Men's Health article talking about Pappy, and you have and, uh, someone coming in on a Monday. Hey, do you have Pappy Van Winkle? But yeah, here's so the thing: like the that's that's how that's how ridiculously fast and and profound the whiskey community reaches, and and the entire concept behind hunting whiskey, allocated whiskey. Like a lot of people, like you, what's the what's the dude the QB from Georgia when they won the Natty? Oh, Bennett. Um, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett chugging. What was he chugging? A fifteen-year Pappy. Pappy twenty-three. Pappy twenty-three. Yeah, it was. He knows exactly what that bottle was and how much it cost. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You know what I mean? He's also a dumbass, like probably twenty-two-year-old, maybe if that. Either way, somebody had to have some pull. Who's doing? Yeah, that? it was probably some like old money Southern Here, this, Georgia go booster. Viral. Like, of course, you went viral in the bourbon community. They, as soon as people saw that, they're like, "What? Stetson Bennett." <laughs> <Jugged Pappy 23. laughs> 
Let's be honest. And I love it. I'm happy to see Over-oaked, it. Overoaked, overpriced bourbon. Yeah, that is just tree juice. It's tree water. Let me give me the fifteen. Uh, that and give me the fifteen. That's I'll what you're going to come across. No, if you're so giving me weed, if you're going to give me a William and like a high end weed. You're giving me William Larue Weller. Have you had WLW next to Peppy fifteen? I've had neither. I've had neither. God damn it! You would. I've had both. Peppy uh, fifteen is the is the route I would go. Which 100%. is the general consensus. Hundred percent. Yeah. Not I mean, to not to knock on WLW, it's fucking fantastic. We also collectively experienced the other day at Black Market and we're in Studio City. Well, yes, or am I gonna shit on BTAC? Of course. Hundred and ten percent. But uh I what I thought you were gonna talk about was that uh that Parker's Heritage. Oh dear, so good. Parker's Heritage thirteen year wheat, wheat whiskey. We, who holy who, hell who, and a half. Who the fuck could have thought that Heaven Hill could do a weed and mash bill so good? It was walking, what, like 126, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was so Proof. decadent. Uh, I can actually pull that up. And Heaven Hill isn't known for their wheat recipes. I don't even think Heaven Hill has like a another weeded one. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, they may have something on a lower budget scale, but I don't know. They're 126.8. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot for a 13 year old whiskey. And it was. Decadent, rich, soft, a little funk. I mean, my God. Uh, you know, that, that bottling didn't yield very much at all. You know? Yeah, I mean, now that, that sells for like eight $900 on secondary, easy. I've never purchased a Parker's Heritage at retail. Well, nope. I have. I got a 10-year retail. Like, four years ago. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote on a, on our uh, on our other Instagram. I wrote a review for that, and uh, sweet God! Shout out Whiskey Bible at the Whiskey Bible on Instagram. Go follow. Yeah, I, I will. I will just reiterate the uh, the closing I had for that. If you do not like that after you try it, and you like if you pass or if you even pass up the chance to try it, your brain is so smooth it was starched by a goddamn dry cleaner. <laughs> And yeah, some ab- some bottles absolutely worth chasing for if you have the opportunity to for some of these rare the limited releases rules. once a year kind of things. You got money for that. And yeah, that's another case well, that we but then, uh, thank God we have enough people like in our friend group to where we know where bourbon's dropping. Like we we know like especially in the SoCal area, like El Cerritos private barrel place, you're you you get access to some of those bottles through Horace, right? Yeah, so um Horse aged ales, um, the tiki mug that's actually sitting on the. Hi, uh, Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Sitting on the uh, the edge of the table there. Horse aged ales is by the name. He whether it's sours, whether it's Belgian style beers, whether it's stouts, whatever. He's all about barrel aging, and he works with Jazz over at El Cerrito Liquor down in Corona. Shout out Jazz Patel. In which. He picks some phenomenal barrels, and then some of those bottles get to go to Jazz's Barrel Club, and then the other bottles get to go to, or some allocation of bottles get to go to Horace's uh, membership called the Convocation, with each of them having different labels, one for Jazz, one for Horace. Um, phenomenal picks down there. I had his um, Weller Foolproof pick sample recently. Because the bottle just dropped like a month ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 
insane. Uh, it was on par with the husk pick that I had a couple years prior, back in like 20, 20, 29, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's been a long time. I mean, the only the only Blantons I've ever enjoyed was the uh, Horace single barrel from El Cerrito. Mm-hmm. And the, let's be honest, like Blantons, let, let's just touch on the elephant in the room. John Wick could do better. <laughs> the, you know, they so... need to go the, the Lex Luthor route from uh, <laughs> Batman vs. Superman and drink Pappy instead. There, there's so many better bottles available at retail for half the cost. And let's just assume that every retailer that gets a substantial amount, let's say three or four or six bottle case of blends, they're selling it for 100 bucks, if not more. Let's say baseline eighty bucks. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I mean, I ain't buying it at eighty. Retail. I'm, I'm buying it at sixty. Before it went lo- lotto with them, uh, what retail at total was what sixty five? Retail is still around sixty five, I think. I'll get that shit at Costco. I'll take my chances. I'll buy it at sixty five at Costco. Nah, I wouldn't even pay sixty five dollars for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying another bottle again. The bottle it, I have, I, I love got that from Mashville. A f- it's good. Yeah, but there are. St- but so no, many like, other. You're also not going to reach for that bottle as much as I maybe maybe would. You know what I mean? Let's go. I would rather drink Ancient Age. <laughs> ancient Age. Okay, so here's the thing: they don't distribute Ancient Age Ten Star. So it used to be Ten Year, and then they rebrand it into Ten Star, which kind of throws the consumer off a little bit. If you're if you're been drinking it for a while since the fucking early 2000s, obviously you're an alcoholic. You should seek help. <laughs> for those that don't know, Ancient Age is. Mashable. Low, low, cheap, cheap bottle, but regularly available. Yeah, seven fifty is eleven dollars, ten ninety nine. It tastes just fine, like a good bottle of very old Barton. I just polished a very old Barton bonded a couple days ago. I'm still sitting on my bottle. It's good. It's not nothing to rave about, but it's solid, solid pour. Which is something. I mean, in bourbon and and just whiskey in general, something that people kind of started to overlook. Like, this is a good bottle. Like. If I want to have like a, a nightcap or a pour or whatever, gotta have your dailies, man. Yeah, like not everything has to be cast rank. Like this is, you know, they make this like once every fucking fifteen years, and I I spent thousand dollars on this and beat a housewife to death to just try and get a chance to buy it. I mean, but but going back to Ancient Age Ten Star here on the West Coast, it, they only distribute the regular Ancient Age. Um. The Tin Star has got a little bit darker of a beige, brownish label. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? Like the label? Yeah, I've seen pictures of it, yeah. It is. We did a side-by-side of the Tin Star and the regular Ancient Age, and it is a night and day difference. Like, the, the Tin Star beat out Hancock's Reserve in a blind, which isn't saying much. I like Hancock's. It's fine. Hancock's over Blanton's. Hancock's over Blanton's. Sue me. Fucking sue me. Buffalo Trey's lawyer is about to find you. Oh, yeah. We had men in black at my doorstep. Like, how <laughs> dare you? Men in beige labels. And people, like, people There's in the bourbon community, like, the bourbon, the bourbon Junkies Facebook page, or, like, uh, all the other ones that I'm in, like, I'm in so many, like, the allocated bourbon search of fucking Atlanta, or, like, the Green Bowl South Carolina groups, or, or here in L.A., I'm in, like, three, three or four L.A. groups that all shit on Hancock's. Because once a year, somebody posts... Because, yeah, let's say Total Wine has Hancock's once, twice a year. They get eight, ten cases in. It's Spirits Direct, whatever. They get a lot, and it sells, and people get their hands on it. But there's so many people that shit on it. They're like, oh, Hancock sucks. 
wouldn't chase Hancock's. Like, it's literally the same fucking juice. Your mom's a hoe. Hancock's is great. Hancock's being the bottle of bourbon that got me into bourbon. Right. Christmas so gift for my older brother back beautiful. in, God, what, back in 2017, oh, uh, I think? This is fun, uh, since you brought that, that up being the bottle that got you into bourbon. Uh, bring it back to Brown Foreman. You guys will laugh at the bottle that got me into bourbon. What was that? Old Forester Statesman. I'm not going to laugh at that. It's fucking I bought old, that, and I bought it just because just of the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, just to, just for the fun of it. And then I tried it. That thing has like this awesome like orange creamsicle kind of vibe, like orange and vanilla. Are you sure you're not talking about Stellan Bourbon? Those are my Stellan Bourbon. <laughs> yeah, I think that's every Stellan Bourbon note. I had to retouch this. But, I think the wind's just blown. But, you know, I wanted to go for that Statesman too, and even when... Uh, I the think fact was, they still make it in that movie yeah. is what... Fucking that movie's long, five years long old, long gone. And even when, when uh, I think it was Anchorman two, when that movie released, they did a they did, I think a blended Scotch called Great Odin's Raven. I still want to find a bottle of that just to keep on the keep on the uh, the display case and find uh, the bottle shape and Photoshop a label since you're so fucking good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out. I mean that's that's literally a work of art. I've never seen anything greater than that. But the the only the only funny part is. The only people that are gonna laugh at that label are the ones that I told what happened to me, which mm-hmm. I've told a handful of people. Like, hey, in in regards, like, hey, be safe. We're in Los Angeles. People are in fight and flight mode. But that's funny. <laughs> that takes a really shitty situation and and horrible time in my life and makes it positive, and I appreciate that. That was the whole point of it. As soon as I had the idea, like, yeah, he just got robbed. Let's, let's shitpost about let's, it. Let's make How fun of it in a way. How long did it take for you to conjure this shit? About a that, week. The, the the Photoshop I was done within a day. <laughs> a day of or the day after? No, this was way after. This is at least two weeks later, if not more. I think it was back when you actually got your phone back, too. And I sent it to Zach, and I FaceTimed him, and he let out one of his laughing. good laughs. One of those really good infectious laughs. Good lord! <laughs> but you know what's fucked, especially like is that an out-of-state driver's license? If you go to the if you go to the California DMV and you're like, I need an ID, and it, it took so long to prove that I lived here, and like it was on it was on like a Sunday or Monday when like uh, Isma where I work, come see me, boys, West Hollywood. Um, it t- it took so long for me to prove where I lived because none of the documents that I had readily available. Cause I didn't have a phone, I couldn't access shit. You know what I mean? I could have, if I had my phone, I could have gone on to like payroll, my payroll app and be like, okay, here's my address. Here's my payroll. Here's the address. Here's a number. Call somebody. Verify. Um, I even had my roommate with a lease agreement with my name on it. You know what I mean? And it, it, it took weeks to get an ID and you can't get a new phone until you can show photo ID, especially with, uh, with uh, T-Mobile. So it was just like one thing after another. I'm like, God damn it. If this ever happens again, I'm going to have a nice backup plan because shit sucks. You should also just get a California driver's license. I did. Oh, you, you did. finally did? did? yeah. When we were... Um... It took two weeks to come in the mail, fuckers. So you took you took the California driving test? Yeah. How many... Did you get anything wrong? No. Yeah. Of course not. No, okay. I mean, it took me, uh, it took me my third try. <laughs> How old were you? I was 16. Yeah, you were 16. I'm 27. Well, the first time I took it, I literally only failed because a guy 
actually jumped in front of the car I was driving. He didn't like your face. He was like, change your face. Or he's like, I, I don't know. So I took. He's I took like, I don't know uh, what it is about you, but I don't like your fucking face. I took it out uh, the DMV and uh, like I think it was like Westlake, a thousand Oaks, and uh, coming around a uh, coming around a corner, and I was making a right turn at a red light, and the dude just <laughs> literally jumped off the curb into the front of the car, and I was like, it's a bottle chugger. That's one thing I like to do when uh. On FaceTime with Zach and Grayson. They're uh, drinking this bottle, they're drinking that bottle, and then I just pull out a bottle like Michter's 10, or I pull out a bottle like uh, Willet <laughs> He'll one-up one on FaceTime and just turn the shit back. Like, come on, dude. But here's a bottle check of a purple top. And now, yeah, I... The 1910, just phenomenal. And now, finally, on to... Just that far more... What are you drinking? Birthday bourbon? Birthday bourbon. Just that soft... Uh -huh. Delicate. It is soft and delicate. Yeah, like, it's I'm not it's, knocking it. It's difference between like um like how big of a whiff like that was. Coke and, and and like like a spritzer almost. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you're right. Like you're not like wrong. 1910 is a is bigger. It's a little bit syrupier. And then birthday bourbon is like you you like it's flavored carbonated water. True. Not far off. Not far off. And yeah, that's a pour that I think anyone can appreciate. God, why, you you say carbonated soda water? That's all I get now. It's a watered down Coca Cola. It's also a nine hundred dollar bottle of bourbon. Which just there's your sign. Which just to the point that we like. There's the chase for these big allocated bottles. And got any plans? I've got a customer that. <laughs> I Four tell him, noises. try the 1910. He says, no. Do you have the birthday bourbon? No. Oh, well, that's the one I want. Well, cool. Then have fun uh, walking to every other liquor store and get that same rejection, unless you get to one where they sell it for 800 bucks. Sorry, guys. Or this the, is a um, Make-A-Wish Foundation. One of the I best. actually almost said that to a customer that asked God. me, can you, uh, can you deliver these cases to me in Newport Beach? Some old elderly woman. I'm like, yeah, I'm... I don't work for Make-A-Wish. I can't make that happen. <laughs> One of the best stories Christ. that Josh ever told me was, uh, it was just after I left Total Wine. and uh, For those of you don't in the, not in the know, Friday mornings is when Total Wine gets their uh, their special stuff. Uh, don't go to Total Wine on Friday mornings. The Sazerac shipment? Um, Southern Glacier Wine and Spirits order <laughs> that's always on a Friday morning. At all BevMo's and Total Wine. Yeah, just if you, if you decide to go to Total Wine on a Friday morning, show up around maybe nine nine thirty if you want to do your normal shopping. Because it won't be received until four thirty in the afternoon, maybe not even at all. I mean, if you're trying to go to Total Wine <laughs> and avoid these absolute just monsters of uh, whiskey hunters, active anthropomorphic potatoes, just hash browns. I like to call them hash browns. Just overly burnt hash browns, mashed, hashed, Frenched. Smothered, covered, and chunked. <laughs> Oil been to Waffle House. Too. If you haven't, probably I stop listening to this podcast. The, 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 mo the most people I ever saw, I think, in line on a Friday morning. It was a day that we got Weller Special Reserve. Somebody knew something that day. No, the, the crowd just kept growing. People started to figure out that Friday was the day that big, sought-after, allocated whiskeys would come in. And this is during the pandemic. This is before pandemic. Ah. 
Okay. Crowd starts growing and growing and growing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come work with you guys until April when I moved back to LA. Yeah, I no, transferred like... from. Man, I was literally out of work from from restaurants and bars for almost a year. It's crazy. And then he shows up at Total Wine Northridge, and he uh, asked me one day, hey, "So what's guys. the what's the deal with the brown water here?" Like bourbon. <laughs> No, and, and we're the, the only two people that were friendly with him. The exact words out of his mouth. So what's the deal with brown water here? Oh, I can I can relate to you. Oh. What's your name? But yeah, no, some morning, I think the most people I ever saw lined up was about 40 people. And it was a day that we got Weller Special Reserve. 40 Weller people. Antique, Weller Antique 107. Not. Um, and the, the Buffalo Trace Kosher series. That that had to have been somebody from a distributor. Yeah, Southern, someone at Southern knew. Yeah. Do you, I, do you I, know how many people I genuinely think it was just dudes? people that figured it out, and just it got to be that hell of a day. And then you hear everyone that finds out, oh, these stores got this stuff on Tuesday and Wednesday, so Total Wine, they're probably going to get it on Friday. All right, All right, let, let's have... also make a hot take. Uh, bourbon groups on Facebook and stuff are not exactly good for the hobby. Cause it, cause everybody finds about something and then they, like everybody grabs it and it gets just gets hoarded and it's not able to get to the public. I may have paid one of the retail workers at Lad Liquor a hundred dollars <laughs> to text me when good shit comes in. So far, he didn't say yes. He just may have. I may have. So far, I've received four texts in three months. I don't know how often he's working. If he's clocking forty hours a week, maybe fifteen. I'm not sure. Lad Liquor is a cool place like in, in, in North later. Hollywood. They do have a... Uh, Lad Liquor is a place in the area that does get... When it comes to craft beer, they get a lot of really cool stuff. That's where I get my, my smoke wagon uncut. Because they sell it for retail. As opposed to fucking... Nowadays, Circus. Like, love Circus. Thank you for donating $20,000 to the USBG in SoCal. Thanks, but... Maybe charge a little less for your bourbon. Here's looking at you, Circus. He might see those, uh, how many cases of, uh, Taylor? You, you get... I, There's I gonna be an through. army of clowns outside Grayson's house. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> God, dude. Get out of here, boy. It was funny. I was leaving work, uh, last night. And it was probably, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And, uh... I'm, well, no, no, it was probably, like, one thirty. I was driving down Sunset. And I stopped at the red light right there at Whiskey A Go-Go. And I don't know if there was a Juggalo thing going on. <laughs> ICP! <laughs> but, yeah... <laughs> There was so many people in full like face paint and makeup. I was like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> You're just thinking, this is the night I die. I was like, yeah, I was supposed to do a podcast. I was like, Ugh. Um, but yeah, so like, it, that's one of the biggest things, especially in the area. There's a guy right next to my house in Studio City that he owns, um, and I'll just go ahead and say it, um, Village. Village Market, it's like right there on Moore Park in Colfax. If you, they, they don't just sell liquor. They sell liquor, beer, wine, grocery stuff, like everything. Cool little um, place. There's like also, also like a little what, Mexican restaurant in there. <laughs> Dude's got a fucking like museum a, of whiskey. <laughs> like, like that shop in Burbank, too. I've taken you guys in there. I mean, I've been there for work. It's outlandish. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, cool little place. If 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 the if the prices stay the same for the Four Roses uh, LE next year, I might buy it. And what's the price? It's like four hundred dollars. Well, but maybe next year 
You get a bug in your... Uh... Yep, and it's somehow still alive. Fish it out. Hey, he's drunk. Hmm. It's, it's a extra, bar spoon right there. It's extra flavor. But all I'm saying is, it's so hard, especially in SoCal, when rent's like climbing like a motherfucker and going up. There's no more glens in there. There's another glen. I just have all the glens. Um, there's such a hard issue with um, with retailers gouging prices, and there's no outlet for the whiskey community. Like Beverage Warehouse uh, down in the Bay does it right. Like they they'll post shit on their IG, and they'll be Beverage like Beverage Warehouse, the uh, in like Venice. Area? I guess it's down there somewhere. Also, a really cool place. That's where I got my smoke wagon for retail. Mm-hmm. Mm. Actually, no. It was actually a dollar below retail. You, have, you, have you noticed the influx? What a score! <laughs> have you noticed the influx of like retailers on IG? They'll post allocated stuff and they'll be like DM for pricing. Like, nope, I'm good. I know yep. what I know what it's gonna be. It's gonna yep. be outrageous. Or are you talking about the accounts on Instagram? Uh, Weller Lover seven four two seven three nine eight. Hey man, got a lot of whiskey available. DM for pricing. <laughs> be like, okay, Grandma. Nope. Has, a, has a crystal decanter like Pappy 25 available fire emoji $1500 <laughs> but there, there's such an influx of like uh, gouging prices with whiskey that it turns off there's so many people hunting now LA's so big the 13 million are, people they, they, I'm gonna ask you guys this question there was a discussion I think it was on Bourbon Junkies Facebook post or group sorry um about how distributors trying to dictate the retailer's pricing. And, I, and my phone's obviously like recording, so I can't really pull it up and show you. But it was almost like they had almost their hand in the pot of pricing. In a specific instance, and he was like, has anyone else had this issue? And there was like 10 or 15 people that chimed in that were like, yeah, this has happened before to me. I've noticed this happening, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. In what regard, I don't know. But as far as I know, the three-tier system exists so that that doesn't happen. It's not supposed to. Three-tier system, spoiler alert, kids, is broken. It's broken as fuck. It needs to go away. Imagine if Los Angeles or California was a control state. That'd be nuts. It would be all hell. And what if you had those, like, those state-run lotteries for... Well, yeah, but I mean, the same thing. Like, you can go on a like a like a state website and see inventory for stores, and they can't overcharge. They they can only charge for like MSRP. You know. But me me growing up in South Carolina, when I got into bourbon, um, I was probably probably like 2016, maybe. It's been a while. The stores were so bare. I mean, the people that the retailers that stocked Eagle Rare back in 2017, 2018. They were charging 60 bucks for it because they only got three bottles a fucking year. It was nuts. We didn't get anything for allocation. You know, South and, and Georgia was the opposite. Georgia got everything. So we would take trips back and forth to Helen, Georgia. There's a place called Helen Cellars. Amazing barrel picks. Super great whiskey, all for retail. So I have to drive two hours just to get fucking good whiskey. That just reminds me of the... Uh one of the running jokes of the uh, bourbon world uh, when you want Weller you go to Ohio because uh-huh. just Ohio gets all of the damn Weller and Texas they're going to Texas for stacks of uh, special reserve handles mm-hmm. I've never even seen a handle of Weller 
I have not here though. Yeah, no, we it, saw it in Austin when we were. Oh yeah, Austin. and uh, kids, if you pay more than uh, twenty dollars for your Weller Special Reserve, you need to be smacked very hard. What's the retail? Twenty three. Like, like twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty three bucks. Yep. Checks out. In which that's good for a daily. Th- oh, that that reminds it's me. It got cut off. Yeah, uh, one of Josh's best stories uh, was uh, it was a little bit after I left when you guys got in a case of uh, special reserve. Was the guy that got upset about it that it was already gone? <laughs> it was that same day that Total got a uh, Buffalo Trace single barrel pick, and. Josh told him like, yeah, he was talking. They were talking about Weller, and Josh was like, yeah, I love it for shots and mixing uh, whiskey cocktails. Mm. And the guy, his guys got huge. He goes, what? You mix Weller Special Reserve? I always drink that with ginger beer any day. Yeah, dude, it's, like, it's a twenty dollar bottle. I make old fashions with it, gang, gang. Which I, I think it's the cheap. It's not good. I mean, it's okay. It's great, and for for the price. I think the point we're trying to get to with this entire topic and how long we've been going with all these special bottles like you hear us saying if you're a retailer charge less go you hear us saying old forester birthday bourbon you hear weller antique 107 special reserve uh pappy van winkle um will it uh smoke wagons anything else that we've mentioned um four roses uh limited edition small batch you have all these bottles that are so sought after because they're either just said to be the best bourbons in the world or they're hard to come by just because they're annual releases and only so much of it is made. But this is ten years. when you get to bottles like Old Forester nineteen ten, to Stellum Bourbon, to the the cheap uh, Ancient Age, you get to very old Barton. Bottles like these that sit on the shelves all the time. I think the whole point is like, yeah, sure, it's great if you can get a bottle of these special allocated annual releases or just sought after great reviewed bourbons but not always worth it that's nope. the whole point of this so give if, if you see a bottle on the shelf that you're just curious about go for it yeah and all the trigger whiskey giveth whiskey taketh. yeah i mean i'll have to bring it back uh bring it uh sometime soon but all three of us have had it one of my favorite bottles that i have is also one of the weirdest it's a uh, it's Henry McKenna, only sold in Japan. It's it's meant yeah. to be like a regular sort of everyday in in sipping, shooting, mixing whiskey. But Henry McKenna in Japan is made by Four Roses. It's a blend of a couple different so Four Roses weird. match mashes. It is so freakishly weirdly good. It was. It's actually funny that you say that you bring that up now because I actually yeah. saw. I think some there's a vintage uh, whiskey page. Uh, in which he collects a lot of old, like, prohibition bottles. Must have malts on the EU website. Sells all this shit. And I think it was back in some point in the 30s, late 30s to early mid 40s. I'm pretty sure Heaven Hill was the one distilling an old Rip Van Winkle eight year. So when you see these distilleries, you have a. You have your uh, Henry McKenna here in the States, and you have your Henry McKenna over in Japan. You have, nowadays, Old Rip Van Winkle Distillery versus, back in the 40s, Stitzel Weller. You have uh, Heaven Hill doing an Old Rip Van Winkle. You have... It's... 
so unbelievably cool to see how uh, shit has changed over time or shit changes by country. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you go back and look at the pricing on, like, like pre, you know, pre-George C. Stagg distillery, like, the, the Stitzel Weller juice, have you guys ever had, like, like, um, WL Antique, like, the old, like, Stitzel Weller juice? The old, old stuff? The, yeah, yeah, the old stuff. No. Oh, my God. Even the stuff that's, like, seven, eight years, fucking insane. It's so insane. Well, like, well, there's something, like, a... A difference in color of like bottles for a certain like. There's a difference towards, in like, quality. Yeah, I, I think like you hear people. That's a well like, that green bottle. Going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, it's hard to say. And this is what this is also what I think that um, the Brown Foreman does, especially Old Forester down in uh, in Louisville. But they they do super well, and they say, okay, well, let's do a whiskey roast series. You know, let's do these these old mash bills and and production methods that that we know we can execute nowadays. But let's do it how they were doing back in the day, and that that's what started the entire whiskey roast series. And what you get is a non-allocated release like 1910, the old fine whiskey. And you pair it up with their annual allocated, super, super hard to come by with a 10-year age statement, 12-year age statement. And it blows it out of the fucking water. You know? Like, it, this shouldn't exist. This should not exist. But it does. And it exists for less than $60. Which is the point of this entire podcast. But not really. But we're trying to make it a point because it's so good. I think that's the main point of this whole thing. Good the, lord, man. Like Doing a side-by-side of something that's here all the time versus something that you will probably, most people will never get the chance to try in their life. Right. Yeah, the, the spoiler, the regular bottle for next episode will be Mellow Corn. We're doing Mellow Corn Old Fashions for the rest of the year. <laughs> Fuck with us. That's the only way we're doing it now. We're doing Malort Manhattans <laughs> oh, God. for the rest of <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay, so you know what's funny? I figured out. I reached out to my beverage director. Shout out, Mel. Um, and I was like, hey, do you know anybody with that, that may have a bottle of Malort? Like, I'm going to pay for it. And she said, no, off the top of my head. Let me, let me ask around. And then I got to thinking, because I was like, it's only distributed in Chicago. Not the case. So a, a, a distribution or parent company bought the rights to, to Malort. I don't know if it was recent, but I found a website where I can get it shipped here for like 40 bucks to California. Obviously, it's like you're paying across the country shipping, but... <laughs> Sheesh. I, I mean, spent $40 just for a gag gag bottle, you know what I mean? If you're getting that shit from Chicago, might as well get like some Vienna beef hot dogs and a... Skyline. Some Skyline chili from Cincy and call what it a day. Yeah, just, just, package. Yeah, just everything <laughs> from that the general area. Some Skyline chili cans, Vienna beef hot dogs, uh, <laughs> some Vienna beef Italian beef sandwiches. Uh, Got any Goose Island proprietors left? Yeah, fuck. Have you guys been to Chicago? <laughs> no. Many times. Have you been to... Um, Chicago's where my mom was born, that, actually. What's that, what's that fucking hot dog place where they talk shit to you? The Wiener Circle? <laughs> oh. Is that um, what it's called? The place that they actually talk shit to you is called uh, Ed DeBevix, I think. The Wiener Circle. 99% sure. Well, it could be a different place. It's like a little pop-up. Like, you walk in, it's like a like a window. Um, 
Well, because, like, I mean, Chicago is such like, a weird-ass place, and the people there are fucking weird. Fight me. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> like, like, there's, like, a couple of famous hot dog places. A couple of famous hot dog places there, like, if you like anybody outside of, I mean, outside Chicago doesn't really know, but also it's one of the universal truths about hot dogs is ketchup does not belong in a hot dog. So if you go to a hot dog place in Chicago and you ask for ketchup, they'll tell you basically to screw yourself. Like, you can bring your ketchup and that maybe some places will give you ketchup, but they will not put the ketchup on the hot dog for it's like, you. It's like asking for directions when you're in New York. Yep. Um... <laughs> But there's Not also a, a place, uh, There's a, it's like a sit-down restaurant chain in, there's only a few of them left, and one of them is in, in almost the middle of Chicago, um, kind of the north side-ish, it's not that far from Millennium Park, uh, boy, their, like, their whole shtick is, like, the waiters and waitresses are just assholes, they walk up to you, they push you, like, they'll, if there's an empty chair on, like, at your table, they'll sit down, they'll scoot up real close to you and be like, the hell do you want? I'd love that, love that job. Yeah, they, it, it skirts that line of being, like, an actual asshole and insulting you versus just giving you shit. Um, but, ah, uh, fuck, totally lost my train of thought, just got a rant rant on like where my fucking family comes from uh it just start with how weird chicago is oh yeah it's it's a weird ass place like the city is beautiful the food is great the people can be complete assholes especially hawks fans <laughs> um yeah episode one we're already burning all kinds of bridges uh, <laughs> okay, um, maybe we won't get that malort <laughs> but no it's like but it's like going to dicks like you're on vacation in the southeast you go to a dicks you ever been to a dicks Sporting they goods? Little, they put that little no no no. It's like a it's like a like a coastal restaurant. They put that little fucking white thing over your head and like write something stupid on it and like, like a dunce hat. What the? Fuck? You the entire time. Seriously. I guess we gotta go to South and get some dicks. Say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knew exactly what I was doing there. We know what he's going for. <laughs> But the South is also a very weird place. Yeah, no, I hope we can get a bottle of Malort here as a gag bottle. You can drink it. I won't. I've had it. It's we, not we, fun. It's not fun, and neither is a just drinking straight bitters. Thank you, Ryan. Woo! Yeah. I, Maybe I, if someone just says something absolutely flagrant on here, just something so unbelievably wrong, and you should have kept your mouth shut, time for you to drink Malort. You need to wash that Pun mouth out. Punishment game. You need to wash no, no, that mouth no, no. out. Malort and bitters. A 50-50 blend. One ounce bitters, one ounce Malort. With a floater of Fernet. <laughs> As we're looking at the, uh, the bartender that absolutely loves his Fernet Bronca. And I know in this episode, I know we dived a lot into... We started rambling on about bottles and brand names and whatnot that a lot of people might not be used to, but with the name A Neat Podcast, we're not trying to be just towards the community that already knows their whiskey. We want to bring up bottles, bring up brands, bring up recommendations for people that know some things, know little to nothing, or just know nothing at all. 
We are a neat show. We are. We talk about anything and everything. Yeah, well, we, we talked a lot about special allocated bottles, and that's not what we want to be about, because, again, a lot of these we've gotten through just pure luck, or a lot of it, yes, because we've worked at Total Wine, but some of them, like the old Forster, that was a lottery bottle, which a co-worker happened to win, and I went half and half with her on the bottle. Thank you, Sayla. But other things like, like the Pappies, I'm never going to see those. The antique collection from Buffalo Trace, I'll never see that stuff. Or you know, you're not seeing those hyper allocated stuff. Like you, you either have to have been building relationships with one retailer for years, and this only works when you're in a small town with not a lot of retailers to go around. When we're in SoCal, especially in the Valley, the San Fernando Valley, dude, how many liquor stores do you think there are in San Fernando Valley? Hundreds. Yeah, if Hundreds. if not if not close to a thousand. There's so many. And yeah, ask any stores. person that hunts for whiskey, they know any liquor store that you bring up to them. And so, yeah, it's hard to come across a lot of these things, but... Let's just say, like, K&L and Mission. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Is, like, like, Mission's great for, for, for a lot of stuff. Like, you know the one in Sherman Oaks? Because you frequent that for work. I frequent that because I live right near there. Studio City. Well, I mean, I've, every now and then on on weekends, days off, I'll go. I'll just go browse, and just see what see what's up. Because I mean, they do have like they do have like almost every Hamilton rum. They have like some more niche bur- like craft bourbons. Uh, they have almost every variety of that weird horse soldier bourbon that you don't really see anywhere else. That twelve year cast strength that I really want to try, but I haven't tried it because I can't pull the trigger on it. The uh, Mission in Woodland Hills has that right now. Really? Yep. They have that. They have that Baiju, Buffalo Trace Experimental. They have OFC. If you, if you go on, if you go on Instagram and follow the Whiskey Locator, I think I've sent you guys a few of his posts. But he has a lot of time on his hands. Seems like. But uh, he reposts a lot of his reposts in, in Instagram stories are uh, K&L wines and merchants in Hollywood on Coenga. Um, a lot closer to me. You guys aren't going to like take a trip over there if you can't. If you can get it online, like, yeah, you can pick it up whenever, but they restock the most allocated bottles I've ever seen in my entire life for retail. They are 110% phenomenal. The last bottle I bought was a store pick from New Riff, and I, I really want to talk about New Riff because they're the new guys in Kentucky. You know, I don't know if you've had anything from New Riff or you have either. Mm-mm. I had it at Kyle's. Dude. A single barrel pick. It's good. Their their KNL their KNL uh, single barrel pick was was phenomenal. For whatever reason, Total Wine up in the Bay Area actually gets New Riff, but we don't get New Riff in SoCal for it's weird. What making their reason. own juice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm I've been very close to pulling a tr- uh, the trigger on a uh, New Riff pick from a uh, from Sealbacks, which Sealbacks I think can almost they do take, great barrel picks. Sealbacks can probably take up almost a whole episode. Oh God! In dude. which one bottle we're gonna have on an episode but will the, be? But they're so backs. But they're so niche on what they carry too, and they're really particular, which is cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. But it's all available. Like, thank God we're in California where you can ship spirits here. You know, mm-hmm. it's like in South Carolina. If I wanted a bottle, I'd be like, oh, I can go on you know Internet Wines and find it. Can't ship it. <laughs> Sucks. Too bad. Not the case in California. Yeah, hell, I got beer in the mail yesterday. You got beer in the mail? How that work? Uh, bought it online at, on uh, 8-Bit Brewing's website down in uh, 
Marietta, Temecula, whatever you want to call it. Um, I go down there pretty often uh, to see family, but I just don't know when I'm going to get down there next. They did a can drop, went on, bought online, $25 next day. Yeah, which, shout out to the bill, going through Senate for direct-to-consumer shipping, staying, I think. Mm. Do you think that that's going to have a, a rough time on the dog barking? Do you think that's going to have a rough time on the um, the website traffic and it crashing and then bots also being an issue? Because bots are already an issue. It just depends because you just have to... I started with the sneakers, man. Yeah, you have to build... It's when it comes to whiskey and whiskey that have drops, like your your special whiskeys. But I mean, say like you're looking at something like a, like a Widow Jane, you're looking at a... You're looking at Kings County, you're looking at like small distilleries, like one that I'm actually so happy has been doing a lot better, and I've never had anything from them, but just because I consider this place a second home to myself. Um, I think Devil's Creek Distillery up in uh, Bishop... Um, just below Mammoth, they have bottles, and they're super, or actually, no, I think they're actually in Mammoth. What am I saying? They're actually in Mammoth. For them to have direct-to-consumer shipping, when you don't have everyone going up to Mammoth all the time to go check out a distillery, yeah, it's no. great to have that. Going to snowboard. So it's, it's, it's unless you're a site like K&L, which will occasionally, here's Weller Foolproof, and it's gone in three seconds. Here's $55. Once somebody gets the word that they restocked it, it's out. It's, it's, out. it's, it's the same ordeal with... Uh, but they at least give you the fucking opportunity to buy it at retail. You know what I mean? It's the same ordeal with Total Wine. Yeah, because I mean... I mean I just, but you guys don't put allocated shit on your on your ordering site. You all, you put it no, up we at don't. the customer service counter. It, but my, my biggest thing that I saw recently with just word of mouth through or through text messages with once one person sees that something is at the store it's gone within minutes an hour a couple hours the last one i saw was uh the willet and wolves yeah. uh collaboration we had that bottle sitting in in which wolves is a brand in california in which i think it was that's a, that's a beer thing right I, I don't know all the details, but it's a Calif California thing in which I believe they source whiskey. And then Checks they decide to do a collaboration with Willet, in which I still have yet to try this bottle, but from what I've heard, it's a contender for rye whiskey of the year for a lot of people. And I'm imagining because people are saying that, that Willet must have had a lot of influence on the blend. Because you were taking younger well, stuff from Wolves, and you were taking older stuff from Willet. Yeah. But real quick, just what I'm trying to say is that we had that sitting on the shelf or in our lockbox for about a week, if almost two weeks. Until, until, until it caught one customer happened to see it. He sees it, and then that same day, within two hours, every single bottle we had was gone. And that's the same ordeal now with any bottle. Yeah, I mean, like like an Elijah Craig barrel proof pick that Total Wine did, or the the private selects. Oh, dude, the Wild Turkey uh, Masters Keep. As soon as gone. I can have that gone. stuff sitting in the back for and hours, and it's gone. It, it, you wouldn't even know it's on the website. It's not on the website, but then 
one customer asked about allocated whiskey. We told him, here's what we have. He then texts an entire group of people. I'll tell you who, I'll tell you who it was. And then find, and then within an hour, everything's gone. Yep. Checks yeah, I mean, out. when it comes to the online thing, like, you just have to build, like, the way that the, the shopping part of it works. You have to have... One, you have to have cart protection in case like something does crash. Which uh, does total why not have that? No, most 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 websites don't. It's usually things that sell super niche stuff like gaming stuff, uh, you know, nerd related things, comics, anime stuff like that, where stuff is a lot more finite. Um, right. So. I mean, whether retailers take that effort to basically revamp their entire website's, uh, like, purchasing kind of thing? Probably not. So it'd probably just still be the same shit show. It'd just be another avenue to get to the show. For sure. And it's it sucks because, you know, Bebmo gets heat for it, too, because they're, they're, they're technically, and this is the biggest thing between big box retailers and local guys, is... Technically, Bevmo is considered a big box retailer, but they don't do anywhere near the volume that Total Wine does. And also, their system sucks, and I hate it. And yeah, I mean, and, and Bevmo like they got buying, they got more buying power than the little guy, but they don't have enough as Total Wine does. Yeah, because I mean, especially with like Bevmo beginning bought out and like basically trying to be a grocery store now. Like, they're really embracing the more side of Bevmo. Yeah, yeah. Total Wine's I'll next. Total wine and so more. here's here's something fun like you know having to go to Bebmo's and stuff for work, uh, getting to Thank see God the I actually left these open. getting to see the back, like the back areas. Oh, oh, you guys are in the sun. I just realized that. Are you good? Uh, sunglasses in my. Well, back. I'm doing we're, great we're about now. To wrap it up too. Yeah. Like it's we're we're running 120 right now. Uh, no, we're running uh almost 140. Ooh shit. Ooh, uh, last down to the wire now. About the last 10 minutes, huh? Yeah, like in the back. So in the backs of Bebmo, like here's a fun thing then. You get to see like the, where they keep the back stock of other weird random shit. So like they they have a lockbox in the back, and it's like Bebmo. Yeah. So you got like the manscaped like razor shaver thing. That's you, weird, Bebmo. Yeah. Uh, you what got like fuck? allocated. Allocated. You got like other sure. stuff, <laughs> and then one. you have in that same lockbox like clear glass case, you got uh, your feminine entertainment products. Bebmo. At Bevmo. So you're telling me I can go get a fucking a a, a one that spins and Dyson, it's got the extra the Dyson little Gucci nine thousand, and I can also get. <laughs> yeah, you can go get a Leopold Brothers single barrel bourbon pick, and then also uh, something for your girlfriend. What the fuck? She's pissed that you spent the money. Here's Bevmo. here's what you get. Yeah, Bebmo's a weird ass place nowadays. Yes, Bebmo. Twenty twenty two. Yep. <laughs> like they're, they're trying to embrace them. I, I talked to the customer about this and how there's um, like on the I think on the East Coast there's a lot of stores that are already like that. Whereas, Don't worry guys, next couple episodes we're getting into some weird shit. It's not gonna just be about whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have weird. our own podcast. We're getting weird with yeah, Pookers and Blackjack. You have Bebmo trying to do this uh, East Coast thing, which has already been established over there, but I mean, I feel like it's not taking off as well as Bebmo wants it to. Didn't have, I didn't have Bebmo. The, the, big, the biggest box retailer we had where I'm from is, is Total Wine. And we had one. I mean, we had, well, 
And here, let's start another holy war uh, with our hot takes. Uh, Why don't you do a, a big? What's the biggest hot take you got while while we're gonna end this shit? Fuck you, New York. They're called liquor stores and convenience stores, not bodegas. No, they're called bodegas, dog. Well, there's a big difference between a bodega and a fucking... There's a corner store bodega, and then there's a liquor store. It's the same fucking thing. Kind of. Kind of. When I think bodega, I think, like, I can go in there and get, like, a hot sandwich. That's a sandwich shop. You know, I can get a hot sandwich, I can get a bottle of Jameson, and I can also get a carton of eggs. That's a bodega to me. The only place in L.A. that I can think of that... Where you can do that. There's a few, man. Is, uh, Go south of LA. I'm telling you, they're everywhere. They San, sell everything, dude. San Pedro, Busy Bee Market, best best sandwich. You in told LA. me about that. And best sandwich in LA. Yep. Talk talk a little more shit. Go ahead and lean into the mic. <laughs> Busy I'm, Bee I'm Market. In the middle again, fuck. What kind of sandwich, bitch? This could mean a hundred different things. You can get a hot sandwich. You can get meatball. You can get oh, Italian we're talking beef. About Italian Italian sandwiches. You can get a sub. You can get cold sandwich. You can get a hot sandwich. Made right there for you. You got your chips. You got soda. They got some beer. So if I want, if I go in there and want a a, a goat cheese and roast beef French dip, I don't think they got goat cheese. They're some not going to get that. Tots like I'm at Coles on Sixth Street. Not, you're not getting this. This is old school kind of not. You know, you're not on the fucking west side like being all douchey. Side. Like a deli sandwich. Yeah, like, you got, like, uh, like they have their red sauce. Yeah, you can yeah. get, like, on the Italian beef for the meatball. You got your classic cold sandwiches. All right. Take me there. Let's go to San Pedro. We'll take you there. We'll take you to the Battleship Iowa. We'll have we'll a day of it. San Pedro. Who's driving? And brewery tour. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take you, to, take you to the brewery, take you to the battleship, take you to get a sandwich. San Pedro is one of the best parts of L.A. We need to take a, a San Diego trip, if not just for the breweries. For and t- maybe we'll go to a couple cocktail bars that I love. False Idol. False Idol, Raised by Wolves. Uh, oh, my God. False I, Idol is, like, right next to Mickler, uh, their little, to- their, uh, little Italy. Uh... Do you guys like Mickler? Yeah. I haven't had enough recently, but, I mean... When I went there with uh, Zach on uh, the day before my birthday, and by the time we got to Mickler, I was already pretty, uh, pretty lubricated. I was feel <laughs> my whistle but, uh, was wet. But even then, like I gotta, you guys gotta go. Like, cause the the majority of my my barks bar um, escapades were downtown LA. So we've 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 touched on. We, you guys will go down to um, the dojo at Modern Times. Yep. And we'll hang out. That's pretty much the only place and I drink the best. Down. Yeah, we hit um we left there and obviously like broken sugars right around the corner. Went to Kate, a couple of Mescal shots, hung out there, but we didn't really bounce around too much. Next time we go down there, let's do the damn thing. We also have let's to take an Uber. Uh, <laughs> we also have to go back uh North Hollywood, LA's oldest tea bar, Tonga Hut. Tonga Hut. One of my favorite places to drink. Hey, and you're 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 inching away at the at the list, the golden yeah, list. Yeah, it's been it's been a while <laughs> since I've been. So it's how many of you how many of you crossed off at a, how many how many are on the list? Number one, uh, like forty eight, something like that. There's forty eight. It's a shitload. You of could do it in else. six months if you really tried. I could do it in like three weeks if I actually if I had the money and like the absolute just disregard for my health. Uh, but yeah, Tonga Hut, you can do oh, just, just order f- uh, Beach Bum Berries Grog Log and you become a, a loyal or uh, a member of the loyal order of the drooling bastard. Did you get a mug, right? 
Uh, you get a wooden plaque on the wall next to the drooling bastard uh, tiki water fountain. Tight. Order, order these cocktails and then just hand them off to us, and then we'll Venmo you later. <laughs> you, you know what my favorite my, my favorite tiki bar in L.A. Uh, was on the boulevard, a little farther down um, from Jameson's and, like, the Cabo Cantina, like, the, the touristy shit. What, um, t- uh, no, TT? No, 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 it was in, it was in Hollywood. It was called... Well, it's on they're, they're, and Sunset. They're permanently closed. Ah. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It's going to drive me nuts. I remember they had this, like, old-school, like, uh, like, record player, but it was, like, there was, like, a like an octopus on the record player just going round and round, and it was fucking hilarious. The escapism that they established from the design and the interior was insane. Yeah, because, I mean... It was the coolest fucking place ever. In and L.A., like, I mean, the, the fact that they've stuck around is amazing even through the pandemic and all that what do they own the building probably they uh tonga hut and then uh tt on sunset mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. second oldest tt's tight tt is yeah i mean tt is literally a closet it's like a building that is like probably rated by the fire department to hold like 15 people but i mean you get they don't fuck with them anymore i guarantee it there's like dear thing just don't don't light the place up yeah i mean you they cram on a good night, they cram like a hundred people in that. I thing. was gonna say sixty, seventy, but even I, I, you know. God, I'd even, uh, I'd even love to go back to uh, to Clifton's. Oh, they're only open Pacific Thursday, Seas? Friday, and Saturday. Pacific Seas has that that they have that cool ass like, like little boat that comes out from the yep. bar in the corner in the middle. But they they spent so much money on the interior uh, of that place and and the overall aesthetic, and it it worked. But the fact that they're only open, all of their venues are only open three days a week, which sucks. And I get it. You know, they got a lot of rent to pay, but they want to maximize their clientele and their sales. So um, that place has been around for a minute, especially me working downtown. Like a yeah, I mean, walk past all the time. Because the, like the quality tiki bars, like the old school ones, are are a little bit of a dying breed. Like Tonga Hut technically has its its younger younger brother in, in the Tonga Hut Palm Springs. Well, Tonga's, Tonga's got the legacy that's not yeah. going to leave them. As long um, as they can pay the pay the rent, they're, they're not going anywhere. And a, I mean, the cool one is it's, it's going to survive, but one of the oldest ones left around in the U.S. in general, uh, the Maikai in Tampa, or Fort Lauderdale, whatever the hell, like northwestern Florida. Okay. Um, Send me a text with that, because when I'm in West Palm, or I'm in Jupiter for a wedding in May, I'm going to go. Yeah, I, well, I don't know when they're going to be open because they had a lot of renovations. Because I'm sure they're open by the time uh, down there. Well, their roof caved in. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, very old, very very old building, very old tiki bar. Um, and the owners partnered with an investment group to save it, and it's coming back. And it's because it's it's one of the like the old old tiki bars that are left. Because I mean, all the Trader Vicks are gone, pretty much. Uh, the one at Beverly Hilton's, I think, is gone. The one in Oakland's gone. Sucks, man. History, history just dissipates. On the Beachcomber in Hollywood, long fucking gone. Oh, dude, do do we know? And okay, so you got me the you got me a book for Christmas. Yeah, uh, the, called uh, Smug- the, Smugglers the Smugglers Cove. Cove book. And I was I, I got my eighty my ADHD ass got about a quarter of the way through that book, um, and and had to check out for a minute before I before I revisit, but. Uh, it's somewhere in central Hollywood. I need to go back and look and see what the building is now. It'd be cool to go and see what it is currently. The what Don Beachcomber became. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is um, something. It's obviously something. It's yeah. a structure. I mean, it's yeah, fucking it's... rented out to somebody. Um, Real estate. Yeah, because I mean, another, like, oh, for that kind of history stuff would be the books by Beachbone Berry, because I mean, he is the tiki historian. That, and he also, I mean, he has his own tiki bar now that's one of the uh, one of the big boys in modern tiki. Uh, uh, Latitude 28 or 38 or something like that in, uh, or 29 in uh, New Orleans. Or well, New Orleans! I a note about that one. Um, well, no uh, wax tip, no. Uh, I mean that you got three dots and a dash in. Uh, bring it back to Chicago. You got three dots and a dash in Chicago. Chicago's. Chicago is one of the best cities on the planet to eat and drink. I, I can't wait to visit. Yeah, the the three best places, the three best places I look that I've been that to eat and drink. L.A. being born and raised here, Chicago. And then going way off the map, Tokyo, Japan, one of the coolest, funnest places to eat, drink, and, and just have a good time. I mean, I mean, you guys want to let's let's take a trip up to San Fran. I mean, round trip tickets are what seventy bucks. Yeah, they're cheap as hell right they're now. They're so cheap. Uh, but on that note, let's like thank you guys so much for for sitting through this. I mean, we we sat a lot longer than we than we planned to. It's just fun, you know. We do this for. For not only our our satisfaction, but just to 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 bring a topic of conversation that's not just whiskey, inform, kinda, educate, entertain, shit post. Yeah, all all of all four of those things. <laughs> um, thank you guys. This this podcast will will be uh, available uh, from an audio standpoint, not only on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, like pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, it will be there. Uh, and then we'll we'll have a YouTube presence, and you guys can watch us. From that camera right there, and you can see our faces, and the sun. yeah, and you guys can you guys can hang out and interact with us, and um, we thank you. Like, comment, subscribe, and, and share. You know, it's if you're if you're in the whiskey community, and you know you 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 enjoyed this, just share with your friends and and interact with us. You know, we we love it, and yeah, we will even, link it, our it, I, our Instagram uh, handle and all of our personals too, if you want to follow us and. Yeah, you for know, sure check out a neat podcast on Instagram because with periods between sheesh. each word. Yeah, that's a dot neat dot podcast. As we're going to try and upload reels and uh, get clips up yeah. there just to... We'll see us on the IG. Your quick gist, uh, what you need to hear, what you should hear. But uh, thank you guys so much. And and we and like like we said when we started, like we've been talking about this for, for months and almost a year and uh, for it to come to fruition and... We finally sit down and do it. It's super awesome, and we had a great time doing it, and we're going to do it every week. So So be here. Peace. Peace. Cheers. Cut it. That's it. Cut, print, fuck.